Hi everyone, we're here with Julie Barber from Tikitot. She's a franchisor there. Um, hi Julie, thanks for coming on. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem, no problem. Um, just firstly, could you tell me about Tikitots as a business? What what you do, um, what you offer your customers, who your customers are, if you like, um, and just yeah, just a summary, really. Yep. So we are a children's coding franchise. So we work with children from age four right the way through to age 11. Um, so we work with schools and nurseries. Predominantly, we do after school clubs, um, school enrichment days. Um, we also work with nurseries to do nursery sessions. So we're a bought in session. Um, and of course, we do our community sessions as well. So weekends and after school classes. Um, so we've just sort of um, developed. So we started as Techie Tots. So we only done Key Stage 1 children, which is children up to year two. But we're just introducing Techie Juniors so we can go all the way up to year six now. So we can cater for the older children because um, all our little ones didn't want us to leave they kept going can we come next year so we were like okay well, let's make the program so that you can <laughs> good oh, that's that's always that's always positive isn't it <laughs> yeah. you, uh, so 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 effectively you're you're helping children um get into get into the world of, of online and, and and building virtual things basically um through coding and you can only do that if you understand coding they're the building blocks right to to creating things so is that am i right there yeah so we're sort of laying the the fundamentals so um obviously if you're teaching a five-year-old they're not going to necessarily go away and, and build an app some of them could um to be fair but um we're just sort of laying them foundations so that as they go through school they already understand the basics so once they start getting to more complex coding they've got that really solid foundation and it really helps their confidence and helps them grow their skills um because i'm sure we all know how important these digital skills are now um and there does seem to be a, a, a gap in some of the schools that we teach in where the teachers haven't necessarily been taught the skills themselves to be able to teach on to children right so. okay so 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 julie treat me like a five-year-old now just very quickly what and i've just come to techie tots class What's the first thing you're going to say to me or help to help me understand what, what I'm doing there, what this is all about? Because I've never understood anything about this. So the first thing we're going to do is ask you if you've ever heard of the word coding or the word programming. Um, and that varies depending on the child and the parent's job, obviously. Um, and then we explain it really simply that coding or programming is giving a set of instructions to a computer or a robot to tell it what to do. And that's as simple as it is, um, really broken down. And it really helps them sort of grasp it. You don't need to be more complicated when when you're five. Nice. I like uh, Julie, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna use it. I've got a I've got an eight and a ten year old, so they're a bit beyond that that five, that five age. But um now I know how to answer that question if if <laughs> if I'm if I'm ever asked by a child. It's a, a nice way of answering. It sounds really simple, but it's actually, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So yeah, no, no, brilliant. Um so so how did you get involved with Techie Tots, Julie? So take us back. How, when when did Techie Tots first come into your life, as it were? So I started with Techie Tots as a franchisee in 2018. Um, so the business itself was established in 2016. Um, and myself and actually my sister, who runs Techie Tots in Horsham, uh, were the pilot franchisees. So we both joined sort of at the same time. We found the opportunity sort of looked around my girls I've got two children and at that point they were both in high school yeah. um, and neither of them had done anything to do with coding um, so the lack the lack was that the gap was there in the market and it just seemed like such a, a a good venture and you know so important to give these skills 
Um, so for, I didn't take that long really to consider joining as a franchisee. Um, you know, we had a few conversations sort of within the family mainly, um, and just thought this is definitely sort of the move for me. Um, and at the time I was, I was working in a creche. My youngest daughter was having mental health issues. So she wasn't attending school full time, single parents. So I was juggling all these things. So it was a, it was a real gamble going self-employed and starting a business. Um, but I just believed in it so much. Just thought it's the future. You know, it can only, it can only grow. And, and so, so Julie, yeah, that's interesting. So you started as a franchisee. What was your, if you go back, was it were you looking at franchising in general or did techie tots just come up as a business and then an opportunity how, how did how did that happen because people yeah. have lots of different ways of getting into franchising so i i didn't really know what a franchise was other than like your big sort of mcdonald's is i didn't really know that there was a sort of another franchising industry if you like um, and it was actually my sister that sort of stumbled across the Techie Toss opportunity um, and, and showed it to me and was like, what do you think? And so we sort of came across it that way. And just I didn't look at any other children's franchises. I didn't, um, you know, probably didn't do as much research as I probably should have done. Not that I would advise people to do in the position I am now. Um, yeah. But I just knew I'd come from working in schools, working with children um, I didn't come from coding, so that side of it I had to learn. But I knew I could manage a classroom and 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 work with children. Um, so I, yeah, it was, it it was a big decision, but not a massive decision, if you know what I mean. So I knew it was the right decision, so I didn't agonise over it for for too long. And did you start? Um, did you and your sister kind of set up in a kind of a partnership to start with? Did you did you start the one business together, or did you actually start separately in separate areas? We started separately in separate areas. So my sister lives about half an hour away from me. So she, so we each took a franchise. Um, and my sister still does it on a part-time basis, um, yeah. whereas obviously I've transitioned. But even before I was doing it as a full-time, it's it's always, since I started after about a year, it was my main source of income um, to support the, the house that, and kids was, and everything. Was that competitive, Julie, as sisters, like running the same business at the same time? Um, no, luckily we're quite supportive like that. We we are each other's cheerleaders. So um, probably when we were younger, there was very competitive. But I think as we've as, as we've grown up and mellowed a bit, it's uh, more support than anything else. So you so as two pilots, um, I, I'm guessing you found that a huge help that you could lean on someone you absolutely trusted and loved, your sister, um, doing the same business. You could kind of collaborate and and just talk about difficulties and overcoming problems blah 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 right yeah and what worked and you know um you know how to contact the schools what sort of community whether a library or a church or sort of all those sort of things um yeah it was great to have somebody that and you know would just come to one of yours your events your launch events for you just to support you um and vice versa so yeah it was actually really nice to have have that okay so and we were just talking before we started the recording um, you're you're actually the franchisor now um so yeah tell us about how that happened your franchise you're a franchise you're a pilot franchisee basically of a new franchise brand um what what happened after that um so the so the brand grew so we've got um there was another two franchisees came on board three i think actually um came on board and then um covid happened um and like everybody else it, we completely shut down because we were hands on sort of business and we couldn't do that and during that time the founder 
you know, sort of reassessed and 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 looked at her lifestyle and decided that she didn't want to continue as the franchisor. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't really a big decision for me. I knew that I wasn't ready to stop being part of Takey Tots. I had loads of ideas, and and so when it sort of came out as an opportunity to take over and and buy in as the franchisor, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't think twice to be fair. <laughs> And was that just you? So the the how did that happen then? Because there's a franchisor that's looking to exit effectively. Um, did did they approach the existing franchisees as a group and 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 say, look, is anyone interested? Because or how transparent was that whole process? And 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 how did you? And is is it just you, or were there a group of you that became the franchisor? So uh, she actually approached me and my sister directly um, as the pilots. Um, we were sort of given first refusal, if you like. Um, initially, me and Sarah were going to do it as a partnership um, and we were both going to do it. But Sarah's children are much younger than mine and time wise, she couldn't commit to it. Um, so I just went ahead sort of on my own and and decided that, you know, that's that's it's for me and and it's what I want to do but yeah I mean and again Sarah's completely fine with it you know she's still running her franchise in Horsham you know we're still sisters and and get on and everything um but yeah it was it was a conversation between us and then it was decided you know my my children are adults now so I've got a bit more time on my hands more time yeah exactly so um wait wait till they're at, an, at employment age Julie and then you can actually bring them in and help you out right so. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on it <laughs> yeah absolutely so so um so when that happened, how many franchise, how many other franchisees were there besides the two of you as sisters and pilots? So many- there was there was seven in total, but we right. lost uh, two during COVID, um, okay. as in just stopped being yeah. franchisees, not as in lost. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> um, like I think a lot of franchise businesses did. Um, so we currently have, including Sarah, we we now have we have five franchisees. We just recruited a new franchisee in October last year. Um, and we're sort of looking to grow from there, really. And how did you, because it, it, to me, it's um, that's an incredibly brave decision or it's a decision that you take to become a franchisor where there's actually people relying on you as a franchisor. You know, it's either really brave if you know what's involved or it, it's an easy decision because you've never been a franchisor and you maybe well, don't know what's involved, right? So um, so, I, so w- I guess which one was it um, in, in, you know, when you look back at it and, and also, did you understand like the responsibility that you were going to have moving from being a franchisee to actually supporting other franchisees who whose livelihoods to some degree and income relied on the business? I think it was quite a lot of not understanding what a franchisor did, thinking um, as a, thinking because I've been a franchisee, it would be quite transferable. I did understand the responsibility to others um, because obviously I still got my franchise area as well. So yeah. I do think that helps um it yeah it's been two years you know coming up to three years and it's been a huge learning curve I'll be completely honest I've learned so much I've done so many different courses and memberships and just really upskilled myself um as much as I can so that I can support the franchisees um but I think the good part of of being a franchisee first is that I know what I needed and and therefore I feel like I know what the others need and obviously that's a two-way open communication for for if anybody needs anything but I think having had that initial sort of franchisee background I know the support that I wanted support that I got and 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 sort of anything in between really but yeah Yeah. I think it's a bit naive maybe to start with (laughs) 
No, I, I think I think sometimes I think sometimes that's the best way. If if um if someone like myself who who knows franchising and knows how difficult it can be to be a franchisor, if if I could have talked, I might have talked you out of it if you talked to me and said, <laughs> "Oh, should I do this?" I because I you know it, it just so it's probably the best thing that that you just went for it and then then you learn along the way. But it is a yeah, you're right. It's a totally different. I, I think for you know for anyone for any business owners out there especially that have that run an independent business because you're effectively a franchisee running running a business yourself to then to then become the support system and the support structure for other people who are copying what you're doing um it's a totally different business you you do have to you you learn a lot and you and you have to invest in yourself to 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 understand how to help help others and um and, and so i was going to ask you because the the fundamental thing for me in franchising is as you grow a network and obviously there's a network of franchisees there the communication is absolutely key between the franchisor and the franchisees how do you ensure that 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 communication is really good clear consistent honest transparent whatever whatever other words you you, you know are positives around communication what what kind of things have you learned and what kind of things do you do to ensure there is that so we've we I've implemented like a monthly Zoom meeting. So we meet once a month on Zoom so we can, you know, have a, a chat. Sometimes we have guest speakers in to do some training, but uh, other times it's just a chat between sort of me and the franchise or the franchisees and I'll sort of put a topic out there and ask how everybody's doing with it. Um, and obviously, you know, WhatsApps and emails is is our main sort of in between that communication. We do a monthly newsletter as well, but it's just just being available um you know somebody's struggling with something I always want to be able to say you know just pick up the phone and I'll, I'll do sort of what I can to help um because I know how important that support is and I know how you can you can panic a bit especially at first when you first start your business it's really scary um so I think having that person on almost on tap really just to to go is this right and this didn't happen and I thought that was going to happen and and just reassure as much as anything else I think yeah, no, that's a, and and in terms of growing, so that's you know that's a very small part on supporting the existing network, and there's lots more to talk about there. But the communication thing to me is is really key. But um, finding and attracting new people that are going to come in and, and become a Techie Tots franchisee, you know, I've, I've seen you know, I've seen pe various people joining just on LinkedIn, and and so it's you know that's good to see that growth. How, how are you achieving that? How are you managing that along with everything else um, that you're doing? So we're doing so, you know, we're, we're trying various sort of advertising routes to to get the leads in at the moment. Um, and then once somebody comes on board, we've got the the sort of the onboarding process press is developing, I suppose. So with each new franchisee, we're sort of having a review of if there's anything that worked well, anything we can improve on and just trying to make sure that that sort of package is really everything they need when they join us. Um, and just making sure that everyone is ready to succeed. I think the leads are varied. So, you know, it really, we are just testing and measuring still at the moment to figure out what's what's the best place for us because we're looking at people with maybe a teaching or an education background. So they wouldn't necessarily know that they're looking for a franchise. I didn't know I was looking for a franchise. So yeah. it's making sure that you can be in the right place, but also educate people about what a franchise is and how it works, I think is important. Yeah, that's good. Well, that's a good time if, for anyone that's listening. Then, if if anyone has an interest in Techie Tots to to actually take on and become a franchisee potentially, 
where's the best starting point for them? Like if you can say to them right now, where should they go right now? Go to our website. Go to our website and we've got a, a page on the website all about franchising. Um, and from there, you can book into a discovery call. You can book a one-to-one -one call with myself. Um, all the sort of information can be gained from that sort of franchising page on the website. And, and the it site, also gives you... Sorry, sorry the site, Julie, techietots.co.uk. So, yeah. So techie, techietots.co.uk. Okay, yeah. perfect. Um, and, that, and that's great. And, and, and the great thing is they'll get to speak to you and you've been a franchisee, you've been there, you, you're a fran you're the franchisor now, you understand exactly what it takes um, to, to make this business work. So yeah, there's no, there's no better person to talk to than you really, Julie, at this point, is there? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and other franchisees further down the line, maybe, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, I think, you know, it, personally, I think it's an advantage having done both because I remember how terrified I was with my first class and I didn't think anyone's going to turn up and I thought I didn't know anything and sort of all that. I can live that with you sort of thing. I've been through that myself, so I get that fear um, yeah. and that it all works out all right in the end. Yeah, no, that's it. That's that. That's uh, yeah, that's very, very true. So so as a as a franchise business, then um, and this could be this could be your franchise business as a franchisee, or it could be now as a franchisor, which is obviously a different kind of business. Um, what would you say are the biggest challenges you faced along the way? Um, I think as a franchisee, um, we're managing the growth, so looking at recruitment and getting that cycle right of when you take on staff, um, because obviously you're running generally after school clubs so you can only do five a week as a one man you know an owner operator so yeah. it's at which point do you sort of take a bit of a cut in profits and take a member of staff on so that you can grow um for me as a as a franchisee that was I felt like a risk to sort of take that cut and 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 grow I mean saying that we we now have five members of staff in my franchise area so you know it has grown from there but the first one was was a bit of a, a bit scary and and then being an employer um was you know quite scary as well because I'd always been employed I'd never been the boss I'd always <laughs> you know so having that that transfer was a uh, was interesting I think yeah no you're right it's a it's a it's a big jump and I think I think that um yeah there's so many different franchise opportunities out there that that as an owner operator you get to a certain stage and then you you almost have to give in some cases all the income away to employ someone um and then trust that trust that you're going to be able to build it up again and then do it again and then do it again. and then eventually it, it looks you know obviously like yours you've got five so that's that's great um and uh yeah so okay good so that that was one so so that's a, that was a challenge you had to overcome as a franchisee and it's quite a big one as a franchisor what's been your biggest would you say hurdle i think, I think personally it's been it's been learning um yeah. you know as we said when i sort of came on board as a franchisor you know the the knowledge that I've I've developed since then. Um, I think that was probably one of my challenges. And I'm luckily I've always been quite good at going. I don't know the answer, but I'll find out for you. You know, in all my sort of previous careers, I've always been very good at being honest like that. So um, there was a few instances where I didn't know the answer to questions and had to go and and search people out to try and help me. Um, but I think I think yeah, I think that and sort of learning the recruitment process. Um, has taken a while to learn how that franchise recruitment process works as well um but again i you know that's back to learning isn't it i think it's it's all those sort of knowledge bases yeah i think i think the the whole thing with finding franchisees is 
if you can put yourself in their shoes and you can you are no, you are the best person to do that because you were in their shoes yeah. in, in many ways so that that's that's the key thing once you can do that i think the rest just becomes about how you are as a person and, and being comfortable talking to people and being open and honest and um so you know once you've got all of that the rest is just a bit of process stuff but um no sounds like sounds like you're the right person judy for doing that so that's that's uh, that that's good um as a uh I, I was gonna say if if you could i guess do one thing differently on the journey you've been through whether as a franchisee or as a franchisor what one thing would you do differently like I, and you could give me two answers, one for each each section of that journey, if you like, because they're very different. Um, yeah, um, I think as a franchisee, take that leap to take on staff earlier um, because it, it literally doubled my income, you know, as soon as I took somebody on and I was so cautious about it. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, and I think be braver probably goes across both of both of them. Um, maybe do a little bit more research before I actually bought the franchise. Um, but in that sense as well I, I don't regret anything so there isn't that much that I would would change really I'm very sort of happy with how it all how it's all gone no that's yeah I mean that's 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 really that's really good and and I was going to ask um you obviously inherited a structure as a franchisor how much of that structure have you since improved added to built on because there's always growth and and change um how, how much have you been focused on that rather than just taking on what was already there and set up um i think quite a lot we i changed um quite a lot before i started sort of even putting out recruitment for new franchisees so there was a, a few things you know sort of website logos booking systems sort of all those sort of practical things that would have helped me as a franchisee sort of went in and, and got changed pretty much straight away obviously we discussed it as a, as a network but um so yeah I, I think and I think just the growth as well of, of introducing the junior side of things um so quite a lot has changed or been improved upon um the thing I suppose it most is the operations manual um which is an ongoing um <laughs> improvement cycle um it is it's always open on the laptop trying to make sure that it's up to date um but yeah I think I think I made quite a few changes for the better hopefully um yeah everybody seems happy with them so far so that's always good yeah that's exactly it's the it's the feedback from the franchisees that's uh that's the most important at the end of the day and and um so because in a way they're your customers like mm. as well that's how you you know that's, that's how you you sometimes can view it and so so julie vision let's talk about vision right um what's your vision as a as a franchisor um in the uk like where 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 do you see this business in five years or where do you want where would you like it to be and there's obviously a lot you don't know or what's going to happen but but putting all that to one side what, what are you trying to to get to achieve I'd, I'd love for us to be, you know, the number one children's coding franchise. That's the the ultimate goal. But I think just to be able to reach more children, you know, even put that to one side, the just reach as many children as possible and just give them these these basic skills that, that they'll be able to grow with throughout their sort of, you know, school career. We've got, you know, proper curriculum advisors on board now, writing our curriculum. So we are in line with the national curriculum. So if we can get in front of those children there's no reason that they can't learn and grow 
Um, so yes, in an ideal world, we'd be number one on everything, but actually, practically, let's get as many children as we can upskilled. Yeah, well, the the one the one begets the other, doesn't it, Julie? Yeah. So you know that. So that's a nice. They they, they go hand in hand, really. And um, no, that's that's uh, that that's great to hear. So well, well, Julie, thanks so much for your time. I mean, that's um, that's been absolutely brilliant um, talking to you and and hearing about that because it's it's not often. Um, I've talked to a few people that have been the franchisee first and then and then then become the franchisor, but it's it doesn't happen that often. So it's it's good to hear it's good to hear that story and and how well you're doing now. And um and and I wish you you know all the luck in the world uh, moving forward. Sometimes you need a bit of luck, um, uh, but it sounds like there's a lot of hard work going on and and you're doing a lot of the right things. And so um so yeah, we'll we'll keep in touch and I'll I'll follow follow your journey onwards. Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. All right, Julie, take care. Take care. Cheers, bye.